What's the story everyone? Welcome back to GEA Fan TV. I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Aaron. So obviously over the past couple of weeks we've been doing a number of previews on the channel obviously ahead of the upcoming 2021 National League and obviously we've been discussing the likes of Donegal and Cork, uh, Galway etc. A number of different counties and today I've got the RF Come On podcast here with me to discuss Mayo of course. Obviously Mayo last year uh, got to another All-Ireland Final, certainly had a successful year in many ways, obviously winning the, the Connacht Championship as well. Um, I suppose, first of all, great to have you on. Um, any crack with yourself? No, not much, Aaron. Thanks very much for the invite to talk about my uh, beloved Mayo. And you, you mentioned there we had a, a, a good year last year, but another All-Ireland Final defeat and more misery to pile on uh, that was already there. But look at we're alive, we're well, we're looking forward for another year. The evenings are getting brighter. People are slowly but surely coming back to the, the, the real world. So, yeah, look, things are all right. How about yourself? Yeah, things are going good now, thankfully. Yeah, like, I mean, I suppose we're only, hopefully anyway, like I know with the, the government announcement there a couple of days ago, like we're kind of, we're getting closer anyway towards the, the end of the lockdown. I feel like maybe now we're kind of finally coming to the end of it. I don't know what you think yourself, but... I feel like hopefully now anyway we're 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 slowly coming towards the end of it now. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but that's what it feels like. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I wouldn't uh, bank on everything the way things were going. We thought we were we were over the worst of it uh, before Christmas, and bang, we went back into 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 worse stages again. But look at the kids are out playing football now. I think adult training begins on the 10th of May, 10th or the 11th, I think. So. Um, Things are looking up and teams are getting back out in the pitches. And uh, of course, the inter-county teams have been training away now for the last week or so, week, 10 days. So it's brilliant. Look, at it's, it's all go now. Fixtures are out for the league. The draws have been done for the provincial championships. We have a clear calendar. We know when the, when the, when the inter-county games start. We know when the final is probably going to be, where the club season starts. So yeah, it's all go now for... Uh, People like yourself covering the GA and uh, and uh, hopefully all going well. We might even get to see an odd game or two and not just have to look over a wall like we were for some stages of, the, uh, of games last year. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Like I know, like there was people, I suppose, on top of poles and hanging out of trees and everything, like just to to watch the games. You were one of them, were you? <laughs> I was. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple of days, a couple of times. Now I had to uh, be a bit creative with uh, getting into games and stuff. But um, yeah. Look, that's all part of the crack too. Like you know, you know, if you if you're not if you can't get in, you give it a go. But like within reason, you know, I wasn't traveling across the country or anything to it. But if there was a game nearby and I didn't have a ticket, I'd still try and get me uh, get me beak over the fence for a quick look. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. That's it. I suppose you have to you have to make the most of it in the best way you can. I suppose, and it's it's definitely been tough for a lot of fans. Obviously, not seeing the games. Like, and hopefully, anyways, like we can kind of. I don't know, like hopefully get fans back by, you know, maybe at some stage, I think they were saying maybe in July they might be able to have fans back, hopefully maybe in a, a limited capacity, like obviously we're seeing over in, in England now, they're, they're talking about getting fans back, like in America, the, you know, UFC, they they full, they had a, you know, fully staged arena over in Florida, so, look, listen, hopefully anyway, we're, we're not too far away anyways. Yeah, you, you see it close to home, even even in England with the, with the Man City in the League Cup final, um, and there was even, oh, I think it was in the Gibraltar, was it? The boxing that they had, uh, they had limited capacity with Eddie Hearn's fights as well. So it's great to see a bit of live sport back coming around now. And uh, yeah, it's going to come, it's going to come ticking fast if you were to believe what you read in the news about vaccinations and 
everything else. So yeah, look, 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 we're in a, we're in a good place now, and hopefully we can get the foot down and uh, and and get back to get back to life. Absolutely, yeah. Like, well, I suppose we'll look back at Mayo's championship season and league season, obviously last year. I suppose ultimately, how would you how would you reflect on last year's league and, and championship season for Mayo? I'd reflect, even though I suppose that's, it's a positive thing. When reflecting, I think it was it was a good year for Mayo. You look at you know we did get relegated from Division One. It was a broken up Division One due to the COVID and the, and the break up in season probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. We just had a poor couple of results on the road and at home against Tyrone. We needed to win. Normally there'd be a big crowd at those last round games in McHale Park and it would we somehow always seem to stay up. But not this time. Look, we're in division two this year, which is which is look, it's not the end of the world. I've I've said that a couple of times in my own pod. It's not a, a big deal, and especially if we don't have crowds there gate receipts and so on from financial side of things isn't going to be a big problem for uh, Mayo because we're not going to get anyone in sight um, it was a bonus um, we, we bled a lot of new young players I think we'd eight in total new, new players into the squad we'd four or five retirements at the end of the season lads that had served Mayo brilliantly down through the years and that the last decade were, were absolute stalwarts for us so we've managed to infuse a lot of good young players into the squad and to leave out the older lads, get to an All-Ireland final. Now, we did have a handy enough uh, run at it. I mean, we had we had Leitrim in the first round of the Connacht Championship, and they, they, they did put it up to us, and they, they did perform admirably in fairness to Leitrim. Um, we went, moved on then. We had a game against Ross Common, I think it was the Connacht semi-final, and we bet them convincingly, convincingly which is a great thing to always hammer the Rossies. I can't, you cannot beat them enough. Uh, and then we moved on into goal the kind of final was Tetchy. I, I didn't think goal performed at all um, and then ultimately with, with, with the Covid and everything else we had the semi-final with Tipperary we've no quarter-final or Super Ace this year very very lucky to get Tipperary um, they deserve their Munster title no doubt but I just thought Mayo are, are a level or two ahead um, of, of of Tip and, and it showed I mean we, we, we ran away with that game and, ultra, and then up to the dubs, the dubs, the dubs. Uh, yeah, they they um they do what they do, and that's it. Yeah, they're they're just the best team in the competition, and it's simple as that. I wish I could come out with and say something else, but it's not. There's no talking about no other talking about it. They're miles miles ahead of everyone else. Hopefully this year uh, they'll come down a notch or two, and maybe Mayo will go up, Kerry will go up a gear. So hopefully, you know, maybe Johnny Gall or Tyrone could. Uh, Go on a bit of runner, you know, because it's this the smaller, the shorter championship. You never know, you know. It just takes one bad performance. I think if things were going to go the way they should, Mayo should be kind of champions and play Leinster in the semi final. Will be the Leinster winners in the semi final? I believe it's this year's turn. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I suppose we'd, we'd have to imagine that would be Dublin anyway, with all due respect, obviously, to the rest of uh, the Leinster Championship. I mean, yeah, obviously for myself, as a as, as a Dublin fan myself, certainly, obviously, you know, with, with Mayo last year, I think they, they definitely had a, a very good year, like, obviously, getting to that final. And I do, I actually really felt that last year that Dublin were there for the take, and I, kind of, I said this on numerous podcasts before, with all the retirements, with a new manager coming in, the, the COVID situation, no fans in Crow Park. 
And I think, you know, had it have been a, a Donegal or a Kerry, who knows, they might have beaten Dublin. But, you know, we even seen in that final, I thought Mayo gave Dublin quite a good run for their money. Like, it was level going into the final 15 minutes, and I think Dublin just pulled away with their bench. Did it even surprise you a bit last year, kind of, with the fact that you just got to the final? Because even, you know, I remember, like, I reflect back on the 2019 semi-final when, when Dublin obviously beat Mayo, and I was fully sure back then that that was kind of going to be the end of Mayo for a few years. I thought we'd gotten rid of it, but you still managed to come back again to a, to a final. So did it surprise you a bit getting back to the final? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, last season, I thought if we would, if we were lucky, I think a Connor title would have been sufficient, and a performance in the semi final against Kerry was the was the thought process. But once that late goal went in against Cork, the whole county's minds changed, and they started thinking, "Oh Jesus, maybe we might have a chance here." Hold on a second, you never know. And the, and as any Mayo fan, I tell you, you know, it comes up to a final, you could be playing anyone, and you'd be thinking, "Jesus, we have a chance, we have a chance." And we were like that, like everyone else, thinking, "You never know." Um, leading with our hearts and not our heads, but uh, yeah, we were lucky. We're lucky that Cork caught Kerry uh, uh, on the hop. Um, and now we haven't seen much of Kerry. They're the reigning Division One champions. Remember now, they're going to be coming in after a good blackening over the win- winter. They're going to be wanting to prove an awful lot of people wrong, and they're going to. I think they've goal in the first game of this uh, uh, Division One. I think so. It's going to be um, it's going to be a massive season for Kerry and a massive season for uh, the Kerry management, more importantly, because they have a lot of people to prove. And uh, from going from reports that they, he was under pressure down there, the Kerry manager. So. Look at it. It's it 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 it's 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 going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. And uh, I did. Yeah, I'm, I was happy that we got to a final. It was unusual as well, I suppose, that we were. Everyone was sitting at home. Like in the last decade, we've been spoiled, absolutely rotten. I'm in the early thirties now, and had ten years there from just coming out of college. Uh, the best years to be going uh, to games, a few pounds in your pocket and, and the right age to hit up to Dublin on a weekend for an All-Ireland quarter-final, semi-final final. You know, we nearly had a routine there at one stage um, of what we were doing, which is unusual, but it was uh, it was, it was great times and uh, sitting at home watching an All-Ireland final was it was strange. It was strange to have the whole family around and uh, the one TV and watching the game and watching the one thing normally people would be spread out but we're all glued in it and watching it so it's good yeah will we get there again oh I don't know God knows yeah I suppose it's um, it definitely was a strange one alright last year alright especially during the the lockdown like obviously I suppose with myself being here in Dublin obviously it wasn't I suppose too different it was still you know the town was still packed and everything Irish, been, no one cares about Dublin now at this stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, fed up hearing about be, us at this stage. He must be getting sick of it now at this stage. I know when we won five kind of titles in a row, there was no one even talking about it. So what's it like at winning ten Leinsters? Yeah, it's definitely like I, I will be honest. Like I think it's definitely you know obviously in sport and any sport you know you want to see the the competition element of it and you want to see rivalries. You want to see you know I always reflect back on the two thousand nine Leinster final between Dublin Kildare some of the big meetings with Mead in the early 2000s when I was just, you know, a teenager, I was going to those games with my dad and there were great memories like going to those matches. You know, you you, you, won't, you won't get them today now, unfortunately. Like, no, um, like I used to love, not, you know? I used to love watching um, in the noughties, Dublin. I, I, like I, I thought it was brilliant because they were never a threat to anyone. Barred a few boys in Leinster 
and it was a competition in itself and you'd have full you'd be watching at home on a Saturday evening there and was it Mark Fawn the blonde the blonde the, the blonde yeah. lad or ginger but Johnny Blonde watching him kicking big scores there and big games and winning a Leinster title and pitch invasions and you know, and then you could, you know, they were going up against Kerry or Tyrone and to get their arses handed to them. So, you know what I mean? It was like another competition in another country almost, watching the dubs in the noughties. And then they copped on and got serious and seemed to pump a load of money and, and uh, do the right things. And all of a sudden now it's, it's it's unstoppable. But back then it was, it was brilliant. Third, great, great memories of the dubs in the noughties. Yeah, no, like I, I definitely didn't see it coming now, to be honest. I definitely didn't see the, the success that they've had over the past like five ten years like winning six in a row and you know like I, I, I was only 16 when Dublin won their first All-Ireland 20, 2011 like you know their first All-Ireland in 16 years and I was 16 so like I hadn't seen Dublin win an All-Ireland before then so it's um it's, it's definitely been it's it's been a mad time period alright yeah like you, you, you don't really realise I don't think yourself what what uh, misery feels like until you've lost a couple of All Irelands, especially against the same team, and it's pissing rain, and you're three hours from home, and you're probably starting to sober up a bit from the few points you had before the big three in the big three, and you're realising you have to get home to Mayo. See, it's 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 a completely different experience for a Dublin fan, I think, compared to any other county when you get to play all your games in the city, um, and you don't have to worry about traveling and everything else, and uh, you're not you're not losing a day a day's work the next day and so on. So it's it's a I I just in the in the friendliest way possible. I hope that you uh, that you start to feel a bit of a disappointment soon, sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I suppose we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. I mean, look, listen, it's definitely not going to go on forever, anyways. And I know Kieran Whelan was speaking out recently on uh, the J Mac podcast recently kind of talking about he, he feels they'll get beaten this year but you know have to have to see how that goes obviously James Horn who's who's come back into the Mayo senior management team obviously for the past couple of years I wanted to get your opinion obviously on him since he's come back into the management fold because I mean he's I think he's done a great job like you know winning the league Um, I know he's got relegated last year but I think obviously with a lot of different changes and, and everything else I think you were a little bit unlucky to go down and you won a Connacht um, so how would you rate James Horan since he's come back into the, the management fault? Oh, he's completely uh, reinvigorated the team and added young blood and is continuing to do so. I mean, there's, no, there's more players came in since the retirements. I know there's a lot of talk about two very exciting young players in Mayo, Enda Hessian and Jack Kearney. So keep an eye out for them if they're in the squads at all this year, if they can make an impact. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be up there with the likes of Shane Mullen and Noah McLaughlin and Tommy Conroy's. But going back to James Horn, yeah, I mean, there's no better fella to to re reinvigorate a team and get them up to a very, very high standard in terms of strength and conditioning and a game plan before the game. But I think Horn's massive downfall, and it has been since he began management, is management is uh, is in-game decisions and reading the match. I don't think he's a uh, improved any bit I think he, he showed it again in last year's All-Ireland final with a, a couple of decisions where instead of you know he went defensive when he should have went for it when they had the chance now I'm not saying that they would have won the game or anything if they had had, had went for a more positive mind, mind mindset but if the same thing keeps happening you can't ignore it you know um, excellent as, if there was such a thing as a director of football role within Mayo or with any county to have someone to bring the standards up of every player Horan is your man, but uh, in game, 
no, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan at this stage of, of the match. Of of uh, unless things change, he starts maybe I don't know. Is he listening to people or not? But uh, it's not working out for him. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's interesting. I suppose it was kind of the first, like, because I remember in the the second half of the final last year, I think it was the first ten minutes. I think Dublin were down to fourteen men. There was definitely a chance, all right, there for Mayo to to re- yeah to really kind of. We should have freed up. We should have freed yeah. up. We should have freed up Oshin Mullen or bring on Keith Higgins, and let him and and let him and let him be the free man for the ten minutes. I know, like, there's nothing wrong. Michael Plunkett's a great footballer, a great lad, and everything, um, but he's not going to he's not going to be the positive uh, difference uh, when you've a spare man. He's more of a defensively minded player, which he is because he's a centre half back. But you're someone like Keith Higgins on the bench. Or Oshin Mullen, who was already up the field a couple of times that game and got a great point early on in the game. If we could have freed him up and went for it, we'd nothing to lose. Just go for it. It's um, because the jobs are going to be coming. Like it, it was, it, it, you were going to know the last 15, 20 minutes, the jobs are going to coming, coming at you hard. They're going to be bringing on three or four fellas that are probably of all stars. Why not? You know, if you have a chance with a beast like that and you have them on the ground, you've got to stand on their neck. You have to. And. Unfortunately, we didn't. But I don't. I still don't think that we would have won it if we had done that. But we have to start thinking that way. That we, you know, we need to be, we need to be uh, ruthless. If we do get a small chance, we have to take it. We only get one chance. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose because we've seen that with Kerry, obviously in in twenty nineteen, like when Dublin went down to fourteen men, like they definitely, obviously they didn't win the game, but they were as close as anyone came to beating Dublin over the past six years or so. Um, like, do you think even kind of, I suppose, obviously with the with the championship format the way it is, the way it's a straight knockout and there's no back door, do you think that suits Mayo as well? Because I know in previous years, I feel like Mayo have kind of they've had their eye more in the All Ireland and they've probably maybe taken their eye off the ball a bit in Connacht early on. But obviously this year there there is no back door. So do you think that that suits Mayo as well? Uh, it has. I think they did when Rashford came in. There was he had a pre-med team there that was very close to winning All Ireland after the Holmes Kennelly debacle, um, and he was going for the All Ireland. He, you know, he had a choice to make. I think Stephen Ratchford. They were so close to winning All Ireland. Do you go with the same team again and, and squeeze the orange again and hoping to get another glass of juice? Uh, he was right. I think they were so close to go first, and he had another go then in seventeen. Things, uh, things, um. It didn't. He was very unlucky. He was very close to even Roger. Very close to it. Didn't work out for him. And they they um re, we went back to went back then to uh, Horn again and, and went to rebuild. You know they had their chances, but uh, does the knockout? The question was, does the knockout suit Mayo? It does. Of course it does. Less games suits most teams. I mean we have a competitive, a competitive enough championship when you take Dublin out of it. But we Mayo would fancy themselves against most teams. Um, we got Sligo the first round, or we got Leitrim, We got Sligo in the first round. Then we have Leitrim in the semi final, and probably Galway in the final. Um, you're going look at it. If 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 Mayo were to be going well, they'd win the Connacht title, and we have a semi final against a very cold Dublin outfit. Which and is there cracks beginning to appear in, in in the Dublin in the Dublin team now? Getting caught at the COVID training. Desi Farrell suspension. Uh, players leaving. You know, you never know. Cold, a cold Dublin team that has no test. You'd be hoping, you'd be hoping that Mayo could maybe give them a rattle. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose they're gonna have to be beat at some point. And I suppose if if Mayo are the team to do it, then you know, look, listen, best of luck to them and and, and fair play to them. 
I'd love it. Oh, as <laughs> Kevin Kelly going to say, I'd love it if we beat them. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be great. It'd be great to be the ones to knock them off their perch. It would, yeah. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be mighty. Uh, as long as we da- went on and went, won the damn thing, though, that's the main thing. Yeah. Well, I suppose before, obviously, it would come to that. You'd obviously, you have Division 2 North, I suppose, to get through first, Westmead, down, Mead, in, in that group as well. How do you How do you see that? How do you see that going? I was just looking at the fixtures before I came on, just to to, to freshen freshen the mind up. We've down um, the first game, McHale Park. We played down two years ago, um, up in a qualifier. Um, they put us under pressure, but we got through it. It was Horn's first year, I think it was. Yeah, we'd no Killian O'Connor, a few lads missing. It was the lovely evening above a Newry, and um, we got through it though. Um, they were coming at us. Uh, uh, midway through the second half, I think we got a goal. Maybe, <coughs> sorry, maybe Connor Loftus or someone got the goal. I forget. Um, so yeah, Down will give us a good game. They'll be well able, but we should be beating them. We should be beating a team like Down. Um, we've no pre-season game. I'd say they'll have a challenge this weekend or next weekend whenever the the restrictions are eased for them. Um, it won't be this weekend because they're a training camp this weekend. And second game then is Westmead. I've seen Westmead play Sligo last year or the year before about Vane Sligo in a league game. Um, look at Westmead, yeah. They're, did they come up from Division Three this year? They did, yeah. No, I think they, I think they, yeah, I think they're still in Division Two. They just they avoided relegation. Oh, I think. oh yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, they were in Division Three, and I was watching them play Sligo. That's what I meant to say. Um, they should look at. The, you'd be expecting to win. They want me all want to be getting out of Division Two and getting promoted. They'll have to win these games. I know they're saying there won't be there'll be nothing soft or nothing easy. It's, it is away from home, so if you know, it'll be good experience for me West Mead. But Mayo should be should be getting out on top, and then it's the it's the Mead game at home. That's that's that, that's the big one. Um, like we played Mead last year in the league, it was an awful day. It was up on uh, it was up in Navan. It was a near it was a storm. Orange one or red one on the way to it. I think get to drive through to get to it. I didn't bother going for it. I think I watched it on the on TG Car online and like <laughs> they're well able to play. It, but the weather was it was hard to um, it's hard to it's hard to read or judge a team when when it's when when where the weather conditions are like that. And sure, Mead won't fear Mayo either. Like they'll be that'll be a close game. But look, at I I think Mayo should do well in in, in them three games. If they were, if form was to be go the, the way it, it was expected, I would say that Mayo should win all three games. And that's not me being a cocky, uh, arrogant answer from a Mayo fan or not. And I just, you know, if Mayo if Mayo performed, they should be coming out there with the, with, with the three wins. But look, at there's been how many leagues and how many performances in the league that we've been, we've been, uh, we've been very poor. But maybe our eyes are on the bigger prize. So I'm sure James Horn had not well reminded now. Um, over the next week or so about getting the t- getting the three wins and getting a, a chance at promotion. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose like in the in the group you're in, I feel like definitely promotion is a, a very likely possibility. Like I think playing down in Westmead in the first two games, I think is pretty pretty handy as well because obviously you had a fair few retirements. Obviously last year you'll probably have a new back line in there with some of the. R- yeah, Keith Higgins is gone and, yeah. and Chris Barris is gone. Like that's. That's the last, an awful lot of experience gone from a from a full back line straight away. I know Barrett was starting, I know Higgins wasn't, but he was still around the squad and stuff. So there'll be a bit of rejigging. I don't know what the status is on Brendan Harrison. Is he back fit? I seen him on the TV at the All Ireland final. He was still on, he was on crutches, so he obviously got something done. 
So, uh, you know, we've been looking and trying to get Harrison back. I think Porak O'Hora has a massive part to play um, this season. It's a chance for him to break in and, and, and cement his place. I don't think he's been anywhere too... Um, he hasn't been bad for uh, Mayo. You know, he, he wasn't caught out in any games and playing at a, playing in Division 2, there should, should be no issue for him, you know. And Aidan O'Shea, obviously there was some um, some rumours about him being injured. Looks like he's okay anyway, as far as I'm aware, anyway, for, 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 for the championship. Anyway, I'm not too sure about the league. He might miss the odd game, but I suppose, I mean, getting injured on your first training session, I suppose not the not the greatest sign in the world, though. No, not at all, not at all. But you know what? It, it was a, it, it was a sign too that maybe the boys are going absolutely a hundred miles an hour the first night back. There was no uh, sitting around or waiting around or or, or or tapping around. From what I gather, he'll be back for the championship. Yeah, there's no problem there. Now, will he? They, they might give him a few minutes in the league if he's back. I, I'm hearing six weeks, six to eight weeks from a few from a few people. But I'm sure he'll be back training before that. So it's not as bad as first. Um, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he probably will be back. Yeah, there should be um, there should be an Aidan O'Shea on the team sheet come championship anyway. And the first game, if the Sligo game, I'd say Sligo would be preferring if he wasn't playing, um, because he seemed to do well against them the couple of times he's played against them as well. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose looking at the other group as well, you've you've Cork, Clare, and Leash. Like obviously, if you were to finish top, you'd finish one of the teams in in there. Like you finish second or, or whatever. I'd imagine anyway, you'd be confident enough. Anyway, you'd beat them and and, and surely secure promotion anyway to, to Division One. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're spot on. You're spot on. Look, if they're if they're moving well and there's no raft injuries and everyone is is firing all cylinders, there should be a performance in them that get them over the line against Cork or Clare. Will Leash. Um, Will Leash uh, be in the mix there? I don't don't see it, but you never know. Cork, who was it? Cork, Clare, Leash. Cork, Clare, Leash, and uh, Kildare. Yeah, Kildare as well. Yeah, I look at the. It, I wouldn't look into it too much. I'd be worried about getting over the mid game first, so. hmm. trying to get the best draw possible. You know, if you can get the second best team in that group, you're better off. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and it probably puts more emphasis actually. You know, if you can get that second. Second seed in the other group to 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 to, to get hit the ground running and make sure you win all three games, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Because I mean, obviously Cork is probably the you know the the side you'd probably want to avoid. I mean, I reckon you'd still be Cork anyway, but I think I think that I think there's a drop off between them, Kildare, Clare, and Leash. You know, with all with all due respect to to them counties, I think Cork are just a little bit above, you know, them them counties at this moment in time, anyways. Yeah. Um, no, no. I, I think we're. I think we're in. A, I think we're going to be okay. Look, it depends. Yeah, but look, Kildare as well. <laughs> they caught us on the hop a few years ago as well. Newbridge or nowhere, but no, no. Mayo, Mayo should be okay in Division Two. And I suppose the the million dollar question, really. What do you reckon? Could this be? Could this be Mayo's year? Could this be the year that Sam finally goes uh, goes back to Mayo? Or, 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 or what do you reckon? <laughs> I don't. I I don't think so. I love. To, I love. So, no. I'd love to. No. No. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I. I'd be expecting a performance. You never know. Like I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but like you got to have a bit of faith. You got to have. If you're a Mayo fan, you have to have a bit of faith, and you, you know. You 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 think are Mayo, 
Are Mayo good enough to win in All Ireland? They're up there, one of the best teams. If they're one of the best teams and they have a chance, it's just the it's just the Dublin issue is 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 the problem, and it's, it's I think it's really affecting the GEA now. If it goes on for another couple of years, you're looking at you're looking at kids that have no interest in watching these games because they're so one sided. Like kids need to be inspired for the next generation. I don't. It 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 might be okay in Dublin having the sand being brought around schools and stuff and showing you're winning. But that the GEA is an all Ireland competition and it's for everyone. And, and if you have a, a, a thing like this, so why would you bother in your Westmead if you've a chance of playing soccer or rugby? Why would you bother go playing Gaelic when you're never going to win the, the main competition? Mm, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with you to a certain extent. I do think that certainly the GEA does need to, to look into, you know, getting a lot of those counties to at least close to the level of Dublin. I would also say. You know, a lot of counties in Leinster, in my opinion, anyway, probably haven't, you know, lived up to expectation. I'd I'd say in the past five or six years, I think that, I think so. I think I think I think the likes of Mead, Kildare, getting beat by the likes of Longford and Carlow, etc. Like to be fair to Mayo, like they've done a phenomenal job at maximising the resources they have, but I do think a lot of other counties haven't, in my opinion, anyways. Well, Mayo are lucky. Mayo are very lucky in the fact, in the sense that they don't have a League of Ireland team in their county, they don't have a major play, rugby playing population. You know, we don't have many, we have two or three serious hurling clubs. We don't have anything else but the GEA. You know, we're, we're, we're lucky, we're a large population, but Dublin, the problem with Dublin is the population. Like, if you have way more of a pick, you have, there's more odds you having a better team, no matter what. And if you get them players up to a certain standard or coach them to the best that you can, then it's it's it, it's ultimately it's unfair. I remember that the Sunday game they had some ridiculous debate on uh, at the end of last year. Uh, was yeah. Gilroy on it? The former, yeah. It was it was, it was just <laughs> the, no one had done their homework. It, it was like yeah. one of those uh, secondary school debates where two people, two sets of young fellas were having a debate and they didn't really know what they were arguing about. Um, it, the population is a major issue and if you have a large population population like that you're going to have more people living in areas it's going to be more attractive to sponsor the team so commercially they're they're going to be ahead and, and ultimately it comes down the ga comes down to people and the smaller the population the less chance you have of having an all-ireland winning team and there is obviously exceptions and the small counties they've done massively well and they're like golden generations but they're not turning these players over all the time you know so it is an issue, and I think ultimately it'll come down to popul. It's it's down to population and and what what else's resources are coming out of um, out of the county board's pockets. Like Dublin don't have to pay for travelling, for mileage expenses, for for hotels, for buses, for games. They don't have to worry about the logistical side of it. Like it, it it's it's so unfair. Like. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I get it from your point of view, all right. Like what I what I would say though, like I suppose is you know obviously the games always have been in Crow Park. I suppose Dublin have always played in in Crow Park. Like obviously not always in the league. They always used to play in, in Parnell Park and then move over to Crow Park. So I do agree with you to a certain extent. I think definitely something maybe they could do is is taking Dublin out Crow Park. I I wouldn't have a problem with that personally. You know. I know a lot of Dublin fans love to to travel and love to go down the country. I remember remember Turles two thousand one against Kerry. You know, obviously Dublin didn't win that game, but it was still a, a great occasion nonetheless. Oh, we've had great, we've had some, like some of the great memories. I told you about the last decade for me and my friends has been the has been the trips away. We had a qualifier below in Tipperary there a couple of years ago, and it was smashing day and 
hitting in the car or I think we left at 10 or 11 in the morning we were down in the drone beside Terrell's having a few pints like so you could, it was it, it's not somewhere a Mayo man would ever be often, often found as Terrell's the home of hurling like um, and then for the day that's in it you know coming home and stopping in places and meeting different people and that's all part of the part of the experience and I think the way that the, the, the crowds are dwindling for Dublin and the attendances that they probably will be able to play in, in Parnell Park in another year or two um, because you know the, the the amount of people that's going to these games is, is reducing all the time bar finals but you're always going to get people wanting a ticket for the final you know yeah, I suppose we'll we'll have to see how it how it how it goes anyway over the over the next while. I mean, obviously certainly the the GA do have something to do, but you know, I do I do also feel as well that it is about getting a lot of the other helping the a lot of the other counties as well, as obviously trying to you know, you can take the funding away from, from Dublin without doubt. Like that's that's no problem, that's no issue. But I do think the main focus should certainly be the likes of, you know, your Westmeads, your Leashes, your Longfords, your Carlos your Sligos, for example, I suppose helping them out. Like we've seen, obviously, with Offaly, they got Shane Lowry in there, you know, to sponsor them. Limerick have obviously had JP McManus. So I, f- I feel like for a lot of counties, it's kind of, you know, they're trying to find their own kind of Shane Lowry or, or JP McManus. Obviously, not every county is going to do that. But I feel like that's that's definitely a route that, you know, a lot of counties could explore. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you, you touched on it again with the financial side of it, um, but you could put twenty million into certain counties or hundred million into certain counties. It's not going to, it's not going to get the players. And end of the day, like you, you might, you might get the most out of the players you have. And you mentioned there about getting most out of the teams. But ultimately, it's the whole like the, the, the way the way the competition is structured with counties and the county. You know, you, you play for the county you're in most of the time. That's it. It's very it's very hard to get it balanced or level. When there's just such a, diff- a disadvantage sometimes between size of um, of, of counties and, and other sports as well, you know, if it's a small county like Sligo is killed. Like I live in Sligo myself, and Sligo, like Sligo Town, is a soccer town, and that's it. And there's a few lads playing rugby then, and the rest in it are struggling, you know. Mm. Yeah, I suppose uh, I suppose urbanisation, I suppose as as Pat Kilroy put on the on the Sunday game, but certainly won't go into you know the recommendations obviously that they made. Like I definitely wouldn't um, agree with amalgamating counties or, or splitting counties or anything like that. But um, if if you were to take away all that and stand back and look at it, you would think the only way to do this is to get equal amounts of population in certain places, and it would be easier to manage and it'd be more competitive. But that you lose the whole GA side of thing, the whole competitive stuff. And you see, Dub- Dublin's a, a big brand as well. Like they're they're a big draw for the GA. Like obviously they they bring in a lot of the the money for the GA. So if they were to split Dublin in two or four or anything like that, I know for a fact any of myself and a lot of Dublin fans would just switch off because it's you know you're here to support your county and you're not here to support North Dublin or South Dublin, East, West, you know, whatever it may yeah, be. Like. But if you took Dublin out of the championship now, it would be a great championship. <laughs> of course you'd say that now. You, you would though. <laughs> you, like it could be Kerry, Tyrone, Donegal, Mayo, all of a chance of winning this. Be, everyone yeah. would be watching. There'd be more people watching the GEA if they took Dublin out of us. There you go. There's your hot take for the, pod, for the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, I suppose it would be fairly competitive. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. And I mean, maybe, maybe then the likes of your, your Westmeads and your Leashes could get a bit more. Ultimately, what do you, what do you reckon? Who, who wins the league? Do you think Dublin do win the league? I don't think Dublin will do it. I think there's cracks starting to appear, um, <laughs> and I'm hoping there is. A, no, I think Kerry will have a point to prove again. They'll want to win it out, and there'll be a, 
they'd be gun ho and they'd be licking their lips for Galway now in a couple of weeks and uh, the 15th of May or the 16th of May is it? 16th of May yeah yeah it's going to be an interesting one. Usually, in previous national league campaigns, I would have, I would have, I would have said Dublin wouldn't win it. I've a sneaky feeling Dublin might win it this year, just because of the the whole training breach. I reckon they're going to have, you know, their their tail between their legs, and they're want, they're going to want to hit the ground fast. But at the same time, I'd look at Tyrone as probably a team that could win it personally. Like I think with a with a new management team in there, and you know, Conor McKenna, Colin McShane in the forward line, Lee Brennan might be back as well potentially in there. So. Yeah, Kerry could, uh, or you know, Kerry as well. You know, definitely they could easily bounce back. Gonna be tough in that group for them, I reckon. Well, look, listen. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up here. Anyway, I'll, I'll um, well, I suppose actually, RF, come on. Like, where where can people find you? Obviously, a a podcast dedicated to all things Mayo. So, uh, so where can they find you anyway if they're looking for you? Spotify, Spotify. It's all on Spotify. If you just type in RF podcast, you'll get it. Um, Instagram, I've Instagram page RF. Twitter, RF, uh, Facebook, Snapchat. I think I have a LinkedIn page as well somewhere. Um, I know I'm either. Um, if you just Google it, you'll get it on it. And if any, um, it's all the, the Mayo talk, really, if you want to hear about Mayo. Intercounty football, the other side, you probably don't he, he read or, or listen in the media. Uh, it mightn't be as PC and as polished and as correct as um, as other podcasts, but people seem to enjoy the, the genuine uh, the genuine chat between myself and uh, Enda. My good buddy that we uh, we normally just uh, meet halfway between and sit in the car and record it. So it's very um, co- it's very rough and ready, but uh, people seem to enjoy the the amateur side of it. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're if you're looking for something different or something new on Mayo football, um, if your your county is playing Mayo coming up to it, don't make sure you uh, you tune in on Spotify to the RF podcast. It's also on Anchor FM actually as well. It's on and you get the RSS feed on that if you if you desire. So you get it uh, straight into your podcast app when you want it. Perfect now, but I will. I know I know there definitely is a lot of Mayo fans that watch um, my videos anyway over the past while over the you know the past couple of years. So definitely uh, recommend them to go definitely check it out. I'll leave a link down below for for them Dude, to check it out. On. So uh yeah look listen anyway cheers for coming on. No bother, no bother. Cheers. Thanks for having me.